and pursuing a relationship with God through the Bible uh, since the mid-90s. Amen. And I, 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 I wouldn't say I know near everything that's in that book. You know. And uh, so praise God. But uh, with just the time we have left, let's, let's look at a scripture here. One of my favorites, and I don't have a lot of those. But, uh, and it'll be the landmark scripture for this series. 2 Timothy 3.16. 2 Timothy 3.16. Uh, and the thought I'd like to bring out tonight, it'll be a lot more fundamental, I think, on Sunday, because that's when most of our newer people come. Uh, praise God is that uh, the Word of God is one of the great change agents that there is in the world. Amen. Amen. And as people are still fresh into a new year, well, this is what, the 7th, the 8th of January, and people are still setting goals and maybe beginning to pursue those goals, people are thinking now more than maybe at other times during the year about wanting to change, wanting things to be better Right? Wanting to go further. Uh, wanting to, you know, they've setting new goals. They want to get, you know, they want to have better health. They want better marriage. They want to improve in their finances. They want to be closer to God. All of these are wonderful things. And yet so many who start admirably with a desire to change, to grow, to improve in some area. I mean, by February, the gym I go to, it'll be back to normal. It's crowded right now, but it'll be back to normal. Right? Because people have a desire to change. But effectively changing, you know, the book industry just on that subject, they'll sell billions this year probably, just on trying to encourage people about how to change. Amen? Listen, if you want to transform your life, God's Word is where it's at. God's Word is where it's at. God is the author of life. He is the sustainer of life. Amen? And to grow, to truly grow, to truly be changed, to truly improve, to truly reach your full potential, to, to truly, truly live life as God intended was going to require masses, a mass amounts of change in your life. You do understand that if you want uh, something to better, better equals different and different equals change. So don't think that you're going to have a better 2020 not doing anything different. Then you did it last year, last week, last month, last quarter, right? If really things are going to be better in your life, uh, amen, then that means better means different and different means change. And I hear say, well, yeah, I'm praying for my husband to change. And husbands say, no, no. When you change, things get better in your house. Amen? Uh, amen. So praise God. 2 Timothy 3.16 says all Scripture. How much of it? All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Let me read this to you from a couple of different translations. The New Living Translation says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful. It may seem elementary, but let's be reminded, all Scripture is useful. I don't spend a lot of time in Leviticus, but if I did, there'd be something in there useful. Amen? Amen? Praise God. All Scripture is useful. 
useful to teach us what is true. Now there's a lot probably going to be said in this, in this series about that. Amen. Amen. Big debate in our culture today if there is even such a thing to be called truth anymore. And there is. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's absolute truth. So it goes on and says, and to make us realize what is wrong with our lives. So get ready. If you're going to read the Bible, one of the things you're going to discover is not just something that happened 3,000 years ago. You're going to find out something wrong about your life. <laughs> Amen. Not in a condemning way. Amen. But it's an un- the Word of God is a, is a revealer. It's an unveiler. Praise God, it's a light. Amen. Amen. And if your heart is right, you want to know what's wrong with your life so that you can get that turned around. Amen. It goes on and says, it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what to do or what is right. You want to know what's right? Read God's Word. Amen. Hallelujah. You want to know what's wrong? Read God's Word. 2 Timothy 3.17, the next verse says, God uses it, all Scripture, to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. So if you want to be prepared and equipped for what God put you on the earth to accomplish, you're going to need God's Word to do that. God, from above, uses His Word to prepare you and me and to equip you and me for the things that He has for us. Amen? We neglect the Bible to our own destruction and our own peril. Amen? Let me read the message translation. It's good too. Verse 16 from the message says, Every part of Scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Amen? Hallelujah. Training us to live God's way. Through the Word, we are put together. Don't you like that? Through the Word, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks that God has for us. Woo! Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, your task is not my task, but the equipping tool is the same. As I fellowship with God through His Word, He's training me, He's preparing me, He's shaping me up for that which He has for me. And the same thing's happening for Karen as she's in the Word. And on and on it goes. Amen. Glory to God. Here's the God's Word translation. Every Scripture passage is inspired by God. All of them are useful for teaching, pointing out errors, correcting people, Training them for a life that has God's approval. Amen. See, if you're not a person of the Word, listen, don't be condemned by what I'm about to say, but your life does not carry His approval if you're not a person of the Word. If the only Word of God that you're ever exposed to is the Word that I expose you to here in this building, your life does not carry His approval. And you can shout and you can say amen right here in services and agree and all of that. But if you're not a person of the Word yourself, 
There is no way that your life carries His... Now, do you have His love? Of course you do. Amen? Uh, do you have access to His mercy, His grace? Of course you do. But that's different than your life carrying God's approval. And that's important to me. Right? I, I want God's stamp of approval on the way I'm conducting myself down here on this planet. How I treat others. What I believe. What I say. What I'm doing. Amen? And, and there's no way I can do that according to these uh, scriptures without uh, you know, my relationship with God's Word being vibrant. Amen. So the God's Word translation uh, concludes in verse 17, says they equip God's servants so that they are completely prepared to do good things. Amen. Go over to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. <clears throat> and let's look at something there. Can you think of one or two or three or four or five or six or more things about your life that you want changed? Come on, how many of you, you want a better marriage? I want a better marriage, and I have a great marriage, and I, but I want a better one. Is there anything in you who are married that you want to be a more godly, skillful, faithful wife to your husband? Or you want to be, you men that are married, you want to be a, a more faithful, honorable priest and steward and leader and example in your household? Come on. Amen. Can I say, I'm going, to get, I'm going to hit the gamut of stuff. How many of you who are married want a better sex life? Oh, come on, raise your hand. Hallelujah. <laughs> Do you know the Bible is where it's at? On every arena that's important to you. I don't say those kind of things to shock you. I just want people to wake up to some things that, you, you know, the, the places that the world is running to to have better fill in the blank, yep, yep. you're not going to get better than the one who invented, designed, authored that part of our life. Amen? You, no book that man has written is going to touch what Paul penned to married couples in Ephesians chapter 5. You're just never going to touch that. Dr. Phil, Oprah, the greatest philosophers who have ever lived, if they all got together in a room and synergized their brain, they are not going to describe real love better than Paul did in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You're just never going to do it. Right. Amen. 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 Praise God. People want to say the book's not relevant anymore. <laughs> it's the most relevant it's ever been. Hallelujah. And what I'm just trying to get over to you as, as time is ticking on us here is that if you've got an area in your life, man, that you want change, that you want to blossom, that you want to grow in from your prayer life to your time with God to the effectiveness of your faith, you want more answers to prayer, you want more people healed when you pray and lay hands on them, you want a better marriage, you want to have a more fulfilling job, you want to make uh, less mistakes, you want to prosper financially, you want to be healthier. I'm telling you, the change agent is God's Word. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 1. Peter says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile, hypocrisies, envies, and all evil speakings, as newborn babies or babes, desire the sincere milk of the Word, that you may what? 
that you may grow thereby. How many of you want to grow? Does God tell us how to do that? God tells us how to grow. Let's say, you know, that you've been an envious person and that's just something that you've really stumbled in and you want to change that. He tells you right here how to not be an envious person anymore. Maybe you're a hypocrite. You, you espouse things publicly and then privately you do, the, you do the very thing you say, get up and say you don't like. I'm not attacking anybody's character, right? Or maybe you just got a potty mouth. You speak evil. You speak doubt. You speak unbelief. You speak negativity. You know, praise God. A lot of people fit in that category. Evil speaking. And they want that changed out of their life. You know, willpower and grit and 12 steps, that's not the way. God says, here's what you need to do. Just like a newborn babe, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So every Christian is to be marked by a sincere, earnest, innocent, childlike, heartfelt need, instinctual need and desire for the milk of God's Word. Just like a newborn infant instinctually is looking for the nourishment that comes from mama's milk. Amen. You know, when, a, when a truly an infant, a baby is a baby... We're not thinking that they need to be eating green beans and roughage and carrots and steak. That, that, that doesn't fit that place, that time. Amen? They need the milk that mom provides. And notice that milk is so, so enriched. It's got everything, everything in it that that baby needs to grow to be nourished, to develop internally and externally. Peter is saying to us that spiritual development and growth in every area is just like that. Amen. That we should desire the milk of God's Word because it's got in it everything you need to develop. Everything you need, right? is in the Bible. Hallelujah. You know, when I left that frat party experience and I took God by the hand, but I was still a messed up kid, I, I, one of the things God did give me from that moment was an insatiable thirst for the Word of God. And I got home and dug up and found, pulled it out of the shelf, my dad's 1986 Bible. Methodist Bible that he had given to me and I pulled it out. I still have it today and it is a wreck. But I stayed up late and I was in it and I tore that word apart. Amen. At God's instruction a little bit later, I lost all my friends. I didn't lose them. I gave them away because they were wrong. So I didn't have anybody to hang out with. So I, I just was all in. I was, I was uh, my family I know was concerned about me. Like he's losing his mind over the Bible. And I was. That old, wrong, worldly, junky thought life. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. This word grow, I looked it up. And I like what it means. In the Greek, the word means to enlarge. To enlarge. How many of you want your life to enlarge in a good way? Come on, enlarge. You want your life enlarged with good things. Desire the milk of, the, of God's word. Amen. Desire it. Praise God. And you know, and it's not just a desire to, to have it and to be in it at home. 
But that desire ought to show, oh, praise God, I want to be where the Word is preached. I want to be where the Word is taught. Praise God. I've got to get in. I want to get me a good seat. I want to praise God. I am ready to have the Word of God ministered to me. Hallelujah. So it means to enlarge. Uh, another meaning, it means to give the increase. Amen? So when you take in the Word of God, whatever area it is you're taking that in, it's, it's going to cause increase to come in that area. This is why I teach people, if you're struggling, or you're under pressure, or you're facing a particular need in some area of your life, you need to center up in your meditation and your study in that area. Feed your life in that area. If I just was being attacked with fearful thoughts, I would go to the Word and I would dig up all the Scriptures about fear, and I'm just going to feed that into me. Right? Fear not. Fear not, Chris, for I am with you. For I'll help you. When you walk through the fire, they will not be scorched upon you. When you all find yourself in the river, they will not overflow you. Fear not, for I am with you. Chris, I will help you. Now I know in your Bible it doesn't say Chris, it says Jacob. But I put my name in there. Because I make the Word of God mine. Because it is. I'll, I'll feed into my consciousness uh, what Paul said to Timothy. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen? And you take the Word of God and you feed it into that area that you're under attack in or your need is great in because you'll find the power it will, the power of God will turn that situation, fix it, put you on the other side, turn that thing around. Amen? Amen. I don't understand why you're reading prosperity books if you've got cancer in your body. People don't think right. You want to become an expert in what the Word of God has to say. Amen. And that Word will give the increase. In that area, it, the word means to develop, to grow, like a baby grows internally and externally as it's nourished on. I said that already. Amen. And I like this. This word grow means to become greater. To become greater. The word of God will make you greater. It'll make you a greater husband, make you a greater parent, make you a greater worker, or a business owner. I'm telling you, the word of God will transform your whole life. I'm telling you, I know, I know all of you except Amber and Cheryl didn't know me before I got hooked onto the Word. But I think they would testify that I'm different in every area of my life. It's the Word of God that did that. Amen? I'll show you a few other things. Just I'm looking at the clock here. It's kind of exciting to me. Uh, go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Let me show you something. Oh, glory to God. <clears throat> well, amen. This may not be what you, you know, thought you expect. You know, remember we've been talking, and we're not done talking about revival and, and getting into revival. We were talking about, on that subject, where did I tell you to go? 2 Corinthians chapter 3. We were talking about how to break the sin habit. You remember that? Well, how do you break the sin habit? Feeding on the Word. Not by trying to perf be perfect through willpower, right? Let the Word do the work. Let the Word do the work. Amen. You know, really, when you get this figured out, you'll, you'll see and you'll realize it's not up to me to change me at all. It's not up to me to change me at all. All God's asking of me is to put myself in position to be changed. 
Does the lump of clay shape itself? No. No, but how does a lump of clay be formed into a wonderful, beautiful bowl or vase or whatever? By staying on the potter's wheel. By not getting, oh, that hurt and run off in a fence. You're never going to be a bowl like that. Right? Does the canvas produce its own image? No, it just stays on the easel while the painter does its work. It's not your job to change you. That ought to set you free. It may make you humble, and that's a good thing too, but it's not up to me to change me. My job is to put myself in position to be changed. To want that to happen. To cooperate with it. To let God have His way in your life. Well, I'm going to show you the position. One of the positions. Amen. Are you ready? I'm going to go from my, from my Amplified. 2 Timothy chapter 3. No. I'm, let me see. Yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm looking for my verse. Yeah, verse 17. Sorry. And again from the Amplified, it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, emancipation from bondage, and freedom. Now I know here he's talking about the Holy Ghost, and we're talking about the Word of God. And I will teach you this, but most of you probably know this already. Remember we read that all Scripture is God-breathed. Or God-inspired. Who, which, which person of the Godhead breathed upon a man to write the words he wrote? The Holy Ghost. The Word and the Spirit agree. The Holy Ghost is the author of the Word. Amen. Praise God. So, now the Lord is the Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's emancipation. Come on, isn't this what the world is seeking? How do I get liberated from this bondage? How, how, how can I find real freedom? Verse 18, And all of us, as with an unveiled face, because we did what? Because we continued to behold in the Word of God as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. So listen, uh, man what we need to have the Holy Spirit enlightened to us about just these few words. The Lord, that's the Lord Jesus Christ, is the Spirit. They're, they're one, but they're separate persons. So we got all the mystery of the Trinity going on here, right? Amen. And where is it? And now we're beholding, we're experiencing the glory of the Lord. Listen, the glory of the Lord is not just experienced in a presence or in a cloud. Oh, the glory showed up, man. I've been there and we're seeking that. And that'll be wonderful. Amen? But listen, with bad breath and you just get up in the morning and you've got your Bible out, where does it say? We are beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord in the Word of God. The Word of God carries God's glory in it and on it. Hallelujah. I mean, we just need to meditate on these things. 
in the Word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured. That means changed. Other translations will say changed. We are being changed. How are we being? Notice, Greg isn't changing. He's being changed. Tamara is being changed. She's not changing. She's being changed. What is she doing to be changed? Constantly beholding, experiencing, exposing herself to the Lord, Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost, the glory of God the Father, as she beholds the mirror of the Word of God in her life. You know, if as a pastor, you, you, you see people, same people regularly, and if those people aren't showing evidence of change, transfiguration, growth, enlargement, development, week by week, month by month, year by year, you know what they're telling me? Their relationship to the Bible is not right. They're not in it enough. They're not desiring, they're not taking in enough of the nourishment. Because if you take it in, it will change you. You know, some things you ingest, it will change you. Right? Just let your imagination run wild with that. You just, you take it in, it's going to change you. Amen. You take in the Word of God, it's going to change you. Hallelujah. See, this, this Word is so powerful. It will transform the nature. Amen. The Word of God will melt that angry, violent man and make him tender and soft. Right towards the things he needs to be and yet strong where a man needs to be strong. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah, I'm telling you. The Word of God will heal your body. It will. And we'll explore all this as, as, as the Lord will allow us. But the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4 that God's Word is life. Life unto all that find it and health to all their flesh. That word health in the Hebrew means medicine. And you know, you don't need a prescription. You don't need doctor's permission. There are no copays. There are no premiums. But notice it said that these words that bring life, they are life not to everyone. Not even to all Christians. They are life to those who find them. See, the things that I do know, I don't know everything, but the things that I do know about divine healing... I dug them out. Not only even just in my own study, but I dug them out by, by getting to meetings and getting myself around people who knew more about what God had to say about that subject than I did and listening to them and paying attention to them and then going home and, and verifying, verifying it for myself and then getting my own book, doing my own study. Amen? So, come on, if I ask you, what have you been discovering? What have you been mining out of the Word? What have you been digging out of the Word? Hallelujah. And listen, I know, church, uh, and we're going to have to land this airplane, but I, I know how busy we are. 
I do. And I'm not out to put anyone in, in bondage in any way. Praise God. But, you know, one of the things I've been doing is I've been trying to write down everything I've been doing in my day planner in 15-minute blocks. And as I'm disciplined to do that, I can say, oh, man, if I did that's okay, I did nothing on my cell phone for two and one-half hours. I mean, I don't want to have to put that down there. Right? And I just know that there's all kinds of opportunities that we could instead of that. Amen. When you carry the Word of God in your pocket on an electronic device, steal moments and opportunities. Right? We have the Word on audiobook. You can have Siri read it to you as you drive. Seriously, we live in the best age out there. And there's just no excuse. Amen. Except maybe we just have not had the right perspective or known what we had on our bookshelf or in our lap or on our phone. Praise God. But this scripture says that as we, notice the, he, the uh, Amplified says, as we continually, and because we continued to behold the Word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, hallelujah, we are constantly being transfigured into His very own image in ever-increasing splendor, and from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So this is, see, and this is not going to, your life is not going to be totally transformed in one devotional reading, one church service. But as you fall in love with the God of the Bible, and you love His Word like David did, like Brett was preaching about the other day, and it is your daily food. Amen. And you'd rather have that than a, a, a literal meal. Glory to God. And you just begin to live your life like that. From one, your life will go from one degree of glory to the next in every area of your life. Amen. That means that your marriage will become better and better and better and more Christ-like, more according to the God design. Your finances will change. And you'll go from one degree of financial glory to the next degree of financial glory. Your health will change. You'll go from one degree of glory in that area to the next. And every year that goes by, there'll be less and less and less of an experience with sickness and disease until it becomes foreign to you and you get to where thankfully I am. I can't remember the last time I was down for a day because I didn't feel good. And I have nothing to boast about except this is what attending to God's Word will do for everyone who attends to it. It will transform your life, your family, your children, your legacy, your future. The course of your life will be set aright. It will right the ship of your life if need be. And come on, you'll be set in sail toward a preordained path and plan that God has had for you all the time. And it just begins with loving and heeding and reading and speaking and thinking and beginning to agree with and act upon the word that you read. 
And it's available to all of us the same. So over a little bit of time, what we see, the differences we see in the people that we know and love becomes a reflection of what every person is doing with the Word. So I can say this about Paul, use him because he, he doesn't mind, I don't think. His life right now today is a reflection of what he's done up to now with the Word. Right? I mean, if we do nothing or very little with the, world, with the Word, it's going to show up in our life. And God doesn't have favor. And we look at some people, you know, and I've done, I've done more than some with the Word. And thankfully it shows up. But, you know, there's people in my life or people that I, I know about. People like Brother Copeland, I don't know him. But see, he's way out there. And why is he way? Well, there's time, but he has, he has given himself so much more to the Word in his daily life than I have. And shows up in his life, in his calling, his anointing, and the fruit. Amen? How much of God do you want? How much of the blessing do you want? How much trouble do you want to avoid? How victorious do you want to walk? How healed do you want to be? How prosperous do you want your life to be? How, how good and fulfilling do you want your married life and your kid life and your professional life to be? There's nothing that can stop any of us from having all that God has made available. It's just, what are we going to do with the Word? Your lack of education, pedigree, chances, good parent, bad parent. It doesn't matter what your race is. People need to hear this too if they're watching. Some people think, I can't prosper because I'm, I'm from India. We're poor in India. We're poor in... No, the Mexicans are finding out that the Bible works just as good south of this, our southern border as it does here. Prosperity is not an American gospel. Prosperity will work for every believer. I don't care where they come from. The Word of God they have is the same Word we have today. Amen? And I am out of time. Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet tonight. Glory to God.